You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. Why? That's just what my manager calls it. Because of the vision thing? Because, like, 2020 is perfect yeah. vision? Yeah. I think it's a little corny, but... When are you allowed... Like, when do, like, when do you think it's socially acceptable to stop saying Happy New Year to people? I... It's tough. Because I've been saying Happy New Year in work emails. Yes. Because it's kind of the first contact I've yes. had with that person yeah. since the Christmas. Yeah. I would say after this week... It's no longer it's done, appropriate. Yeah. I think January third. Oh, give like, our, two I, days. It's no, you know, it's it's. But you're not, catching up on. I guess so. Work log. You haven't wished anyone happy. No, I'm not. I'm not all about that. Fair enough. Fair I'm. Enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Let's to get the to point. it. Let's get back to it. This is due. You need to. I've been. I've been 100 percent away from reality for two weeks, and it's time to get back at it. Yeah. And fair I enough. hate it. Like I'm. I'm so. I was saying to you before we started. I'm so tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. From been, my holiday. Yeah. Like the holiday <laughs> happened and the first day back of working. And also like over the holidays, I didn't really do any physical activity and I ate poorly. So this is yeah. my first day of like going back to how I was before. Whereas like I'm, I didn't do anything today, but I've got squash tomorrow and I'm, I'm starting to eat better. And my body's going, what's going on here? Like, what have you done? I want to live in I, a cave. Yeah. Like what, what do you, what is this trick of two weeks of like, oh good, we're back to this. So yeah. Here we are. Ate a lot of cookies. Yeah. Not proud of it, but we're moving forward. We're moving forward. 2020. 2020. Clarity. Let's get some clarity up in here. <laughs> um, we got a, a packed show, and I'm yeah. actually, even though I'm exhausted, I'm really excited because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. But I'm actually really excited to talk about. We're ramping up. Like, this is our busy season. And I'm, it's my most excited. Like, the Golden Globes were last, two week, two nights ago, and... To me, it really kicks off a fun season mm-hmm. because I love the Oscars. You know this. When yes. People know this from the show. Like, I love the Oscars. It's one of my favorite like days of the year, and I love watching all the movies leading up to it. And it's it started. Even though January and February is the dumping ground for new movies, I'm still catching up on all those Oscar movies. And I've got a big list of things that I added just from the Golden Globes last night to try to catch up on. Golden Globes is kind of like the dry run mm-hmm. or – the booze run, considering how much drinking goes on at the oh, Golden Globes. <laughs> and it was, I'm going to assume you didn't watch it. Not on cable. Okay. I watched it. And the first 20 minutes or so, it looked like everyone had given up on life. And they were just. Chewed. Just done. Like Ricky Gervais's opening monologue, which was amazing. It seemed like it was someone who's like, I don't care anymore. The U.S. is going to go to war. The climate's in horrible condition. Everything's doomed. That's what it was literally like watching someone. And I thought that was fascinating. Brutal. I mean, sad and a little scary. But I heard Tom Hanks wasn't reacting very well to the. Uh, everyone. Every, yeah. You could have several memes out of it because of what. Now, I again, what, you know, everyone, I think everyone has the right to, to think what they will about anything. Um, but there was nothing in Ricky Gervais's speech that was like untrue. And I think that's his comedy. His he's comedy on, is I'm, probably on brand. I'm on. Yeah. And, and he's, his comedy is all about the truth. Yep. He won't, he made, he made a couple Harvey Weinstein jokes about people ignoring 
his actions and people like reacted and he would even say to them as like, well, you did it. And it's true. Like it's the harsh truth of it is he he points out truths and Mm -hmm. you don't want to hear it. And that's kind of what makes it shocking. And he does a lot of things, I think, for shock value, but he's never lied. He doesn't make things up. He doesn't do things to be dramatic. He just says the truth. And it was refreshing and interesting. All right. There's also two other things I learned. Joaquin Phoenix really can't speak. Which, I mean, we've talked about him during interviews. He's one of the most awkward public speakers I've ever seen in my entire he life. He is definitely made to be an actor and 100%. Nothing and nothing else. Like, like, don't ever talk. Don't <laughs> ask him questions. And, you know, at this point, because I read um, an article about how, you know, he had, his speech got cut off. And then he felt like he was tricked into answering questions after in the Q&A. And... He seems you know, like he'd be an easy person to trick, though. I, and, but <laughs> at this fair. point, I feel like, you know, like, leave the guy alone. Like, yeah. what else do you expect? Yeah, why would you ask he him has, any more questions? He has a track record of not doing well with journalists. Yeah. He openly does not like journalists. He never gives them good copy. No. And so, like, these headlines of, you know, Joaquin Phoenix acts peculiar in Q&A. It's like, it's like, yeah, that's who he is. What like, are you like? What are you expecting at this point? And he even said, he's like, I've been doing questions about the film for six months. My answers haven't changed. There isn't anything I can yeah. do. And it's like, people, what what do you expect? Yeah. Is this a new behavior? No, it's true. Work? He's never. It's very true. He's always going to be weird. Yeah. And it's not, at this point, it's not even interesting yeah. journalism. Media no. can do really <laughs> dumb things and can ask dumb questions. And the thing about his speech was like, yeah, it got cut off. So did everybody else's. Like, people are making a big deal out of nothing. There wasn't anything content-wise in that speech like, that, again, isn't true said, or is a don't problem. don't take Stop taking private, private jets. jets. Yeah. Stop. Ta- and I actually agree with that. I'm sorry. I, I really respect a lot of people who got up there and, and said a lot of things. And, like, I thought Michelle Williams gave, like, a really passionate speech about, about women's right to choose. And that was really good. And, again, on brand and mm-hmm. point for what she was talking about. Not out of nowhere. Too many people got up there on their high horse and was like, Australia, Australia, Australia. I I did some research to see if any of them were actually even doing anything about it. And I mean, it's hard to find out yeah, financial course. information. There's a couple people who have foundations, but I couldn't find anything. And he was the only one who said, you know, if we want to help the climate and we want to help stop the economy, why don't you stop taking private jets? And he's vegan. <laughs> and, and frankly, he's right. I mean, I won't give up meat, but frankly, he's yeah, the right. The vegan stuff yeah. is a little. But but he is correct, like in that, like he is he is living and breathing what he's preaching, which people like. I, I don't. I'm gonna point them out. I didn't like Patricia Arquette's speech. I think she's on drugs and is a little on her high horse. She kind of has a history of saying weird stuff. Yeah, and and again, I maybe my theme of this episode, because even my movie reviews is. The content I have no problems with. It's the, the delivery and right. how it's being delivered that that was the issue. And I think that that, again, yeah, people are going to spin things. But there's nothing wrong with the content of what Joaquin Phoenix said. It's just the way he went about it was awkward and weird. And he seemed like the he's hardest few minutes. Yeah, awkward and weird. It's That's who just, he is. Like, stop asking. Stop giving him a microphone. Essentially. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like, okay, Everybody you. stop giving him a microphone. Thank you, Joaquin. Yeah. Move on. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, just give him his awards. Let him give a little awkward speech. Sure, cut him off. Whatever. Do whatever. Get him off the stage. But, yeah, he he definitely isn't the right. But, yeah, I, I do think overall kind of the point I was making was I, there's nothing wrong with, I think, anything he was saying. And a lot of people were saying. But, hey, someone has to start saying it. Like, if, if people yeah. are out there care about the climate 
and care about economy or care about the war or voting or any of those things. Stop saying it and go do something like about you, it. You, as an actor, not you, not Mike, me. but like you. Uh, the uh, universal the you universal, of, of these guess, people we're talking about, these millionaires we're talking nobody about. Nobody needs to be a millionaire. No. No, so no, no, no. Stop. Go and wearing your fancy clothes yeah. and make uh make still make a lot of money maybe maybe hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. You can still be super rich without, by people's standards yeah, without yeah, being a millionaire. Yeah. And and you know part of part of the I think struggle and issue is you know it's it's I 100% agree that people are are making what the economy could bear, but again you can't get up on your soapbox like Paul Rudd. Paul oh Rudd to me. No, something? he said oh, okay. nothing. He got up there, Good. did a little funny bit, presented an award, and then he left. Good. And it's like, there you go. He's making his money, but he's not preaching to anyone. So you can't call him on anything. He's not saying to do or not do anything. He's just living his life. And Paul Rudd has 16 different charitable foundations during my research that he <laughs> that he contributes to and four of them he runs. Good for Paul. I like Paul Rudd. I'm glad that he checks out being a good guy. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm going to make my money. I'm going to give it to the places. I'm going to not say anything. I'm going to do it's my like acting. Keanu Reeves. And, yeah, exactly. Like exactly like Keanu like Reeves. large portions of his salary. He does. To Keanu Reeves. And he lives apparently a very like modest normal. life, normal life. But he loves doing movies. He makes his money. He does his thing. And lives under the radar. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be... But again, if you have a platform, I understand you want to use it, but you have to be doing some good as well. You have to actually be pre doing what you're preaching or or you just come off as a, you know, spoiled rich person. A dumb dumb. So there you go. That's that's our Golden Globes review. <laughs> well, well, we are going to We are. Yes, we are. The... That was a joke. Um, <laughs> but we're going to we're going to kick off the show with uh, one of our favorite correspondences written in over the holiday break. Um, to to lighten our moods and challenge our thoughts on movies. So Tyler writes in, hello, Mike and Taylor. Thanks for another slew of great shows to keep me entertained and shall we say passionately attentive through the break. Yeah, it is hard to stay attentive it's during hard the to holiday be break. checked in. Yeah, and, and I, I have to say that like turning the brain back on was real tough. So I understand what Tyler's saying. I always look forward to the year-end list and best and worst, and I was very pleased to see such personal favorites as Parasite, The Lighthouse, The Farewell, and Ad Astra get some love on your lists. Um, and as for the temporary insanity that took hold of Mike as he put her smell on the worst list, I can only reach out to my fellow her smell advocates hidden amongst the crowds and assure them that these dark times will end. And the brilliance of Al- I can't believe I have to read the sentence. And the brilliance of Alec Ross Perry's immersive masterpiece will someday shine through in the tombs of cinema history. Calling it a masterpiece is a stretch. I know, yeah. I know. Um, also, what her smell advocates, Tyler? It's just you. Yeah, no <laughs> no one, one else has ever written in I don't about think this. A single one of our listeners has seen. Yeah, her that's smell. more the problem. It's not that people don't like it, it's they, they haven't aside seen from it. My friend Nicole, who is who writes into the show, aside from Nicole and Tyler, I don't know anyone. I think else. it's the four of us. I think it's the four of us and whoever we brought with yeah. us. To, which I went by myself. I brought so, a friend. Okay, there you go. So that's then that, let's assume Tyler went with someone, um, and and maybe Nicole did. So that's probably at most seven people. Yep. <laughs> right. Like, and statistically, I think Tyler's one out of seven. One out of seven. No, Nicole liked probably it. liked it. So okay, two. let's find out. Let's find out if okay. Nicole liked it. That'll right. be our mission, and and then maybe maybe she can give Tyler some hope. 
Anyway, here's to another great year of screening in Kingston. Thank you both for all the work you put into the show, for continuing to interact with your eager fan base, even as they (laughs) unabashedly question your sanity, which they do, and drawing attention to the Kingstonian gem that is the screening room. Sincerely, Tyler Elizabeth Moss 2020 Vance. (laughs) P.S. Have you folks ever considered starting a letterbox account for screening in Kingston? It's a cool website for logging, rating, and reviewing movies. Um, I looked into it, and, and actually it would be pretty easy for us to do that, and we would just log in all our reviews on the site. I have a personal letterbox account. Oh, you do? Okay. Um, but I kind of stopped midway through 2019. I think I went to go log a movie, and there was like a glitch on the website, mm. and, and so then I, you know. Like, There's one problem, and you walk away from like, it, because oh, it was 2019, and, and now then, it's 2020. And then too many months went by, and I had <laughs> seen too many movies. I love that. That is, that's, I 100% know what you're talking about. When one, li- we live in the age of technology, one but one inconvenience happens. No, it's not worth it. No, I'm not doing you. this anymore. Um, so you can find me on Letterboxd. Um, I had a Stardust account for a while, but I stopped. I don't even know what that is. It's like an app for your phone where you do like quick three second reviews like you're supposed to record yourself leaving a movie theater and interactive in that way i actually had i had created it for the purpose of this show i was going to record myself coming out um but unfortunately i actually found there were several issues with that app so every time i left the theater so i'd be coming out of the theater and i go to record it would like not connect to the data it was like no, so, no, it has yeah, to be on like Wi-Fi, and I was like, box situation. yeah, and I thought it was a phone thing, but it wasn't. It, it was the app, so I meant to re-download it because I know they fixed some things, but I just never did. It'd be cool to have like a screening Kingston letterbox, though, like a combined. I think that I do think that's a good idea. Maybe that's what we should do for 2020. Is our 2020 that, resolution. Our 2020 resolution be let's create that letterbox account. Let's link it to our social link media. it to our social media, and there you go. Perfect. There you go. The only problem, the one problem with a uh, letterbox it goes against our rating system on the show because well, it's a star rating it's a star but i rating. guess we could just not use the stars and then in a written review say yeah or or we we could for the sake of that give it a star rating and just for the people who for the people crave who crave the... stars we could i mean we could start doing that we'll work it out people have said our rating system's confusing but i don't i don't i think <laughs> it's so, yeah i think it's so clear <laughs> but whatever well it's because it's subjective and that exactly don't but like... so is film I mean, yes, you and I are on the same page. Yeah, art is subjective. That's the whole idea. You can't always rate it the same way. Like two four-star movies would never be the same for me. That's why we have it this system. They're not the same. Anyway, thank you, Tyler, for your question. Yeah, what a nice little... Well, okay. Okay. If Her Smell is even like an okay movie, is it really a masterpiece, though? Come on, Tyler. Really? I also haven't seen the other filmmakers' films, so I think Tyler's saying like, for the filmmaker. I know he's saying Alex Ross Perry's immersive masterpiece. Okay. But this is the t- – so the two things I want from Tyler. I'm giving him a task here because he writes in. He does all this. Okay. I want Tyler's top ten list for 2019. Cool. Like I actually want to know, Tyler, what were your top ten films and does Her Smell make it onto that list? And I want you to be honest because if it doesn't, that's okay. I'm not going to like – We won't judge you. No. I'm, I'm literally asking you to give me your top ten and I want to see and get a sense of your your thoughts on 2019 because I've been reflective on the year mm-hmm. and where things are. Because I, I think this was a pretty weak film year personally, but I want to see what you think. And the second thing is give me some recommendations for other things from this director. 
Yeah. Yes, I'm going to IMDb it. Of course I will. But I want I want to hear from from Mr. Alex Ross Perry fan club, Tyler Vance. <laughs> Give me some other things from this filmmaker and let me see it, it in comparison to her smell. And maybe there's growth there or maybe I'll see something that I'm missing. But those are, those are my tasks, Tyler, if you're listening and we know you are eventually. It just didn't do it for me. At yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, I think you were not as, like, against it as yeah, I like, was. Yeah, like, I wasn't, like, hate. No. But it just didn't you do just, it for me. not into it. Yeah. 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 That's why he's not talking to you. He's not. <laughs> he's left you alone. <laughs> this is, I'm off the This hook. is between him and I now. Yes. Also, Tyler, I'm really excited for Picard. I saw a new trailer for it, the new Star Trek series. Let's connect around the, uh, the debut of that. Let's do a special podcast over the phone cool. and get your thoughts. This is my online on the air shout out to him. Um, okay. Golden Globes. Yeah. First and foremost. Like the only reason for me to get cable. I miss out. It's a Golden Globes and like yeah. Oscars. And it's a bummer to not be able to watch those live. If it, yeah. And, and that and sports for, again, yeah. is like the only thing I think that and like talk shows and sports and, and reality TV and award shows are all still exclusively on, on yeah. cable. Some sports stuff are starting to do streaming, but for the most part, like you still have to go mm-hmm. to cable for that. Um, I will say that over the break I had meant – and, and teased and thought that maybe I would do a special episode. Of the Golden Bows? No, uh, to, to specifically talk about some of the movies I saw. Like, uh, dedicate an episode to Cats and Rise of Skywalker. But I just didn't want to do the work. Yeah, I really took the time off. I saw movies, and I have lots to say of them, but I'm just explaining to people why there wasn't another episode. This is our uh, kind of our uh, catch-up episode. Yeah. We're going to do a lot of quick reviews on a lot of things, but I do want to spend like 20 minutes on the Golden Globes and then we'll go into some reviews for four rapid films. Fire. Yeah, rapid fire reviews. But boy, do I have a lot to say. And we'll see if if time lends itself and, and more specific breakdowns of sh- movies happen. Great. But it really, to me, this is all about award season. I'm sure we're going to revisit a lot of the movies we talk about today later on when yep. it, you know, as award season continues yes. to unfold. So yes. it's not like... You're, this is the last you'll hear of the movies that we're reviewing today. So, Golden Globes. We're just going to do a quick breakdown of the main movie categories. Again, mm-hmm. we're staying away from television. This is mainly a movie podcast, so we'll just talk about the movie stuff. Of course, stuff. we have a lot of opinions about TV, of but course. Not, not a lot of time today. No, no. Today is movies. <laughs> so, the big the big winners um, here, Best Motion Picture Drama went to 1917. I um, can't wait to see this. I'm so <gasps> pumped to see this movie. I can't wait. Especially in theaters. Not only because of the fantastic speech that the director, Sam Mendes, get, gave, but all the trailers have been incredible for this movie it's supposed to be single shot right yeah it's all one shot now again it's like it's like um birdman it's not actually one shot but it's long sequences edited together to look like one shot but anyway it's still impressive um and you know it follows these two young soldiers and it's apparently the person who wrote it it's his father or grandfather who inspired yeah grandfather because we're one yeah who who inspired this story He, he apparently was I think he signed up when he was 17, I think, to yeah, be in the war. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, so a very interesting story. So 1917, um, one beating out the Joker, Irishman, two popes, and marriage story. Um, I think that's bodes well for that film, and I'm really looking I'm forward looking to forward it. I'm looking forward to it. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, no that surprise. Re- that surprised me a Did little. Really? Just because I heard so much buzz about Jojo Rabbit. We will get to it in your review, obviously. But just looking at what it's up against. Knives Out, critically acclaimed. Amazing. Jojo Knives Rabbit, so critically acclaimed. Dolomite Is My Name, critically acclaimed. People are loving that movie. I haven't checked it out yet on Netflix. And then Rocket Man, which I think we'll get to it. Taron Egerton won. 
but for for his Good. for his and I oh, think I'm the happy. I think the right things for that movie won. I don't think the movie itself overall right. was best picture, but I think the right things won. But once upon a time in Hollywood won, it it did surprise me a little bit just because I didn't think people were going to vote that way. I think Joe. I haven't seen um, Dolomite is my name yet, but based on what I saw, I think Jojo Rabbit probably deserved to have won. But I'm not surprised about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I guess just because the critics. We're pretty positive about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well, but Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, and Dolomite Is My Name has received the most buzz recently. And normally if you get buzz around an awards show, it ends up being the one. Like it's why it's getting so much buzz. We'll see how it goes in the Oscars. Yes. Yeah, this is only kind of a little preview for the Oscars. I don't even know if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars or not. Probably Best Original Screenplay. Well, I'm just – you probably screenplay. I'm just looking at these films. And which one will will the Academy not include? Probably Rocketman because it was too far away. Because you can only and nominate ten, right? And there's already ten on here. Dolmite is my name won't be nominated. Won't be nominated. So Knives Out might be. Jojo Rabbit might be. Maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But definitely Two Popes, Marriage Story, 1917, Joker, and Irishman are all I think getting Best Picture nominations from the so there you from go. the Oscars. So I think it's going to be tight to include Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but maybe. Uh, the next winner here is uh, quick animation. Missing Link won Best Picture, Motion Picture Animation, and that was a huge shock to everyone in the room, and you could tell. Because it, it kind of flew under the radar. It flew under the radar, and it was up against the third and final How to Train Your Dragon movie, Frozen 2, The New Lion King, and Toy Story 4, and it beat out all of them. Well, I, I remember seeing trailers for it and thinking it looked really sweet. Yes, like, it looks just wholesome. like a cute movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But apparently it's quite good and it won for animation. Um, best motion picture foreign language film went to Parasite. No question. No question there. Um, I, I, um, I actually, I was meant to tell you, I finally saw The Farewell over the break. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really Really, good. really loved that movie. Um, okay, so best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama went to Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Um well-deserved. Uh, really, this... I mean, I haven't seen Two Popes yet or Pain and Glory, but I did see Ford v. Ferrari, and I have seen Marriage Story. Christian Bale and Adam Driver deserve nominations for as well. So this is a really packed category, but Joaquin yeah. Phoenix walks away with the win. Um, well-deserved. Great. If you're going to give an award to anything in this movie, it would be Joaquin Phoenix. Well, like I have been saying all along, I wish Joaquin Phoenix was just in a different movie. Yes. What exactly. he did was amazing. I yeah. just wish I could have picked him up and put him somewhere else. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama, Renee Zellweger for Judy. That shocked me. You can't me. see my face, but it's a shock. It it's floored shock me, not just because who she's up against. And I don't know what this means for the Oscars because I didn't even see her getting nominated for, for best actor it for Oscars. It was only at the but, for like a week. And it, I saw it and it was only okay. They love a, a biopic. Though, they right? do, and and one of the mo- one of the, that was like motion picture for for direct TV or miniseries. Michelle Williams won for the Fosse versus Fosse Verona. Fosse, I don't think it's versus. <laughs> it's slash. <laughs> it's slash. <laughs> um, and and she, you know, I think that Renee Zellweger was just a out of nowhere pick for this and I just didn't even know this movie was coming out too and I, I don't know what this means but it, it shocked me that she won the Golden Globe well because who else was she up against Charlize Theron for Bombshell yeah. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women she she was very good at yeah Cynthia uh, Erivo for Harriet 
which I thought was going to get, and then Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. So, um, kind of a weird one. It is, yeah, it is a weird category. But like Saoirse Ronan for Little Women was a great performance. I think that would have been like if she had won, I would have been like, yeah. And Bombshells, another one that hasn't come to to Canada yet, but is is also like it's supposed to open That's soon. Posters. For yeah, it. it it's also supposed to be quite quite good and a very dramatic film about the the issues around the Me Too movement with um, the Fox Network. Yeah. Yep. So. I think it looks very interesting and obviously is, is topical. But yeah. I, Renee. And it, it it shocked people in the room, including Renee Zelliger. So you could tell she was like, what? The plastic surgery allowed her yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. It did. It did for That's a split second. But boy, did she look like, yeah, she looked like a mannequin on stage. It was it was strange. Um, didn't sound like her either. Like very, just like. I don't She's been through yeah, a lot. We we have a lot. We we could say a lot about Renee. We could. But we'll, we we'll let her off the hook. Uh, yeah. Hey, she won an award. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Taron Egerton for Rocket Good. Man. Um, well deserved. Um, I think there were again Leonardo DiCaprio, Eddie Murphy, Daniel Craig, and the kid from Jojo Rabbit were all nominated. Stacked uh, a, um, a stacked category. I, yeah. I don't know how they're gonna. Out of these ten guys, how would you pick five for best? actor in the Oscars no. I don't know but honestly Taron Egerton deserves to be nominated for an Oscar and I hope it happens he was great yeah and and hopefully sometimes like for him and Renee Zellweger sometimes these surprises like Oscar voting goes until the 13th of January so Oscar voters might like look at that straight. and go you know what I need to rethink this so I or hope it does yeah or watch <laughs> the movie I haven't seen it yeah Rocket Man I'm sure people have seen I hope. but Judy probably not Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy went to Aquafina for The Farewell. Good. Yeah, I, oh, that's, that's I, I had watched it this weekend before um, before the Golden Globe, so it was fresh in my mind, but well deserved. Um, Emma Stone was nominated for Late Night. I completely forgot about that when they announced She's it during in Late Night. Yeah, Emma. I'm sorry, Emma Thompson, not Emma Stone. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Stone. I'm exhausted. Emma Thompson was nominated for the late night. Ugh, whatever. Anyway. Moving on. Um, best performance by an actor in a supporting role for motion picture. Brad Pitt wins for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Beats out uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci from The Irishman, Anthony Hopkins from Two Popes, and Tom Hanks from A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Kind of a so-so uh, category if you think about it. I honestly thought that the, because it was so-so-so, it was just going to go to Tom Hanks. Fair. Because the usually when you have two from the same movie, the voting, like especially in the Oscars, it just can't, cancels each other yeah. out. So I didn't think Al Pacino or Joe Pesci was going to win anything, but... Yeah, I thought Tom Hanks because of he he won the Cecil B. DeMille Award, and so they he won love the special him. one, and, and they love him. But yeah, I went to Brad Pitt, and again, I I wouldn't disagree with that. If there's anything good. you're going to nominate from that movie, the acting was yeah, superb. Yeah, him and Leo. Yeah. Also, you know how we were like you were really upset about the treatment of of um, Margot Robbie's character yeah. and once but Margot Robbie and and Quentin Tarantino seemed like best buds. They were hugging and arms around each other like all night. I don't know. Maybe they I'm seem just... like best buddies. It's so strange. But I no, I agreed with you. And actually, I thought maybe I'm just making. That. I thought I read somewhere that Margot Robbie had some comments about the film that were negative, but apparently maybe, not. Maybe Margot Robbie isn't as smart as I think she is. And like I don't know, she does a lot. <laughs> she have, does a lot of producing. Like it's like, hard I don't, stuff. But you know what I mean? Like she wasn't like smart enough to realize she could have done more with the part. Or maybe you know, that's what I mean. That's what I mean by. And again, like for her, like I also could see. Maybe it's not like an intelligence thing as much as like she's so busy doing a million things. Maybe to her, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was just like a thing she did. Maybe yeah. she's not as invested in it because I mean maybe she's, she's been shrewd. Yeah, maybe that that might be very true. And like. 
Tarantino is such a major name in Hollywood. Yeah, maybe she was just Why happy to work with him. Why wouldn't you be yeah. buddy buddy? Um, best performance by an actress in a supporting role went to Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Um, again, pretty pretty well deserved um, for for that performance. Uh, another kind of odd category, just like so Jennifer Lopez from Hustlers was nominated. Marco Robbie for Bombshell. Can I just Annette say Benning. Jennifer Lopez in Hustlers? Very good. Oh, I heard. I heard quite good. And, and you said, and then Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell was the last one. Again. For what movie? Uh, Richard Jewell. That's the one that. that is about um, the guy who is wrongfully accused of one of the bombings in the U.S., oh. um, one of the terror attacks. He called the police and actually was trying to help, but then th- there was a trial and he was huh. he was the prime suspect. I just saw a trailer for it and it actually looks quite good. Oh, okay. Quite intense. Um, but yeah, Laura Dern um, sometimes can annoy me as a human, but I think is a phenomenal actor, so – well-deserved award. I just feel like she's like naturalistic. I'm never like blown away, but maybe no. because her performances are Watch just so- Marriage Story though. Okay. I mean, skip some of it, but like watch Marriage yeah. Story because her performance is pretty, like you, you can't stop watching it. Okay. And her and Ray Liotta to actually both do a great job. Um, or what's left of Ray Liotta because I didn't recognize him. Yeah, also I think some bad plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe him and Renee share a doctor. Um, best director motion picture went to Sam Mendes for 1917. All right. Best screenplay, as you suspected, went to Once Upon a yeah, Time in Hollywood for surprised. Quentin Tarantino. Um, best original song, Elton John for Rocket Man. So Elton John and uh but bernie bernie tappen yeah whatever his buddy is yeah so who the the movie's primarily about their relationship correct um apparently this was the first award that that writing duo has actually ever won yeah, that's what elton john said when they accepted the award is that i've won with tim rice i've won with like a lot of other people but i've never won even a grammy oh, or anything nice. with bernie and they wrote a song for rocket man that taryn sang and what was the name of the song um i'm gonna love me again it was near the end I didn't realize it was like yeah. an original. It was an original, hmm. but but again, it sounds like Elton John. Like all yeah, this stuff is original, right? Like, <laughs> but original for this movie, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense yeah. that it fits in. See, unlike the cat song that was clearly from a different era, shoved so into a, a 1980s. I read a comment where it said it just sounded like Ed Sheeran. Yeah, it so sounded like a modern pop. song was in the middle of like Oklahoma. Like it just like <laughs> it's like what do you do? like? Cats is old. Cats has been around a long time yeah. and is much a product of the era in which it was created, which people forget. Like a lot of people, real smart, quote unquote, smart people on Twitter are like, why would you make a movie about T.S. Eliot's poems? It's like it was a musical first based on these poems. And the movie is based on the musical. And this it's is- not based on anything. It's not original. This is a problem I have with some of the Disney remakes is that musical theater is a very specific genre yes. of music. 100%. And it, it's not pop. So nope. like you just throw a pop song and people are going to notice. So yeah. that's one of the problems I have with the Disney reboots is that they're getting people to sing musical theater songs, yeah. not musical theater yeah you need to get you need to get people who are music like there are certain people whose voices and have come from musical theater and they actually fit so it sometimes works but other people it 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 doesn't yeah like someone like beyonce someone like yeah someone like josh gad who was in frozen but was also in the new beauty and the beast he's a broadway actor yeah he's trained to sing broadway and when he sings beyonce is not and when he sings a song, you, th- you think, wow, that's good. Beyonce was not good in Lion King. I'm sorry. I know people love her for some reason. But she wasn't good. 
She was not good in The Lion King. When I watch a musical, I don't want to listen to pop music. Uh, another example um, of, of, the, of the good side is the Mary Poppins lady, Emily Blunt, and yes. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Musical both re- theater musical people. theater people. And they did a fantastic job in that movie. So, so. there you go. Um, just a quick, those are kind of the main, like, big, big awards. Um, but uh, the person who did the score for The Joker actually won best score and she also did the score for chernobyl which i didn't realize which is again great score yeah definitely um just put a little shout out there but the cecil b demille award went to tom hanks and the carol burnett award went to ellen degeneres who had definitely one of the best speeches of the night she's very funny ellen degeneres speech is very very good she's funny in a way that no matter your leanings you're going to get a laugh. I enjoyed her stand-up comedy and her TV show when I was a kid. Like, my parents let me watch that. It was one of the – like, not – like, my parents let me watch most things. But there were things we weren't allowed to yeah. watch that were more adult. But the Ellen show, I actually still remember when That's I was, like, funny, a kid, eh? from the 90s when I was, like, a kid. Like, that and Everybody Loves Raymond and Seinfeld. Like, those mm-hmm. ones that uh, – they were happier with us watching than, like, the more, like – Friends or things that were more. We weren't allowed for teens. watching Simpsons. Yeah, Simpsons. We weren't really allowed to watch till much later. South Park, um, which again, like as you're younger, that makes sense. But it, but it was interesting how like I wouldn't, I wasn't allowed to watch the Simpsons. But then you know they would throw things or like you weren't allowed to watch any Friends, but you could watch the Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, Ellen DeGeneres show, which again deals with adult issues. But I think it's the comedy yeah. that she brings that like exactly like you're saying. It doesn't matter who you are. You can you can laugh and get a laugh out You'll of laugh it. Laugh at least once. Yeah. listening to Ellen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, those are the main awards, and I think this makes the like Oscars so interesting. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do this year for the Oscars. That's my big thing. I know this has nothing to do with anything, but like I'm so torn in like do I because I, I watched the Golden Globes by myself. Right. And had a great time. I usually do Oscar parties with yes. people. But I don't know. Like last year I kind of only did like a little one with a few people. I don't know if I want to like do a Oscar blowout thing again or if I want to be alone or if I want – I don't know. But I had so much fun just this you weekend like what? watching them. The independent movie theater in Waterloo does an Oscar viewing party. Does the screening room ever do They that? did – so they do a private one. Uh, and actually how do we get an invite we were invited last year what? but the inv- invite came too late the invite came like they invited us like what? really late i know i saw it really late oh, okay so it was like on the weekend of the oscars Got it. so i don't know maybe we can get an invite this i year. want an invite to i this can private hey viewing I, party. i'm sure i can poke them again and All just right. say hey like if you invited us this year we would come <laughs> but we, even though we didn't show up last With year bells on. um but yeah that that would be fun Cool. Oscar viewing party. Uh, but there you go. That's the that's the Golden Globes. Yeah. Any thoughts from, from you, the person who didn't watch it? Um I think I, I'm more or less happy with what yeah. um 1917 winning Best Picture makes me want to see it a million. I already like this one of my most anticipated movies. I cannot wait to see 1917. Every time I see a trailer for it, goosebumps. Yeah. So it winning Best Picture, now I just want to see it yeah. even more. Yeah, I totally um, agree. Renee Zellweger winning Best Actress. <laughs> what? <laughs> definitely threw me through a loop. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm more or less content. And yeah. I'm glad the Joker didn't win yeah. Best Picture. No, and I'm glad I'm glad what the Joker... Like, just like with Rocket Man, what they won, I think they yeah. deserved. Score, I'm actor, best song, actor. Like, yes. Very happy that Taron got Best Actor. Because yeah. I think he's very talented. And I'm very interested. I think it'll be a shame if he doesn't get an Oscar nomination at least. I can't wait to see the trajectory of his career. Yeah, um, definitely. So, 
Yeah. All right. Let's review some movies because we yeah, have a lot. We have a lot of movies do. to get through in the in the next 25 minutes to a half an hour. So um, we, we've we got four movies because the movies that we're kind of focusing on are, are Little Women and Jojo Rabbit. That's going to be our reviews, okay. the, our heavy reviews for, for, for today. And we'll start with those. But then I, I just want to catch up and say something about Cats and Rise of Skywalker and give a little little reviews for both. Even I watched a little Star Wars over this. What? Dan... Um, asked if I'd watched the first three with him. So I saw the first two. Wait, wait, weekend. wait, wait, hold on, hold on. When you say the first two, chronologically, okay, okay. So episodes five and yes. six, chronologically the first yes, two. Okay. Yes. All right. Wow. So even, what even do you, little old Taylor. We just don't have Star time Wars. to get into this, but like quickly, <laughs> g- give me your 30 second thoughts. What did you think of those two movies? All right, we're moving kind on. Of checked out All a right, bit. we're moving on. <laughs> That's fine. Luke so is, it was the characters are interesting. Luke is a little brat, eh? Yes. Yeah, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Um, oh he my grows gosh. up a lot through the series, <laughs> okay. but yeah. I wasn't anticipating um, him being that bratty. My friend got a bunch of us together and what we did was from third we saw the movie on Saturday night yeah. from Thursday to Saturday we watched every Star Wars yes. movie you in in order. Re- I kind of, recap. Recap. Yeah. And uh myself, my friend Ben are the only two people who sat through everything. Andrew, I think, only missed one or maybe two throughout the entire thing. And then everybody else maybe, like, popped in for one. Like, our friend Maddie popped in for one. (laughs) Ben's wife watched, like, three or four of them but half and just complained about them. But watching the the ones we didn't like was so much fun with a group because you can just make fun of it. Yeah, and it was so much fun. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to talk about Cats. But we're going to begin with either Little Women or Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> One of the two. We'll focus on those two movies. I'll do Jojo Rabbit because yeah, I talk about saw Jojo it Rabbit. and then we can talk about Little Women because we both saw it. Yeah, and Jojo Rabbit is now playing at the screening room. So we want to yes. talk about that for sure. I saw it maybe uh, two weeks ago now, I guess. Um, but I anticipate it being at the screening room for a while because it is getting so much Oscar buzz. I meant to see it this weekend. I just ran out of time. That's the, you know, it's the holiday season. Yeah, you I might go this week. Not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Um, It won, I think, Best Picture at the Toronto, t- like whatever mm-hmm. the big award at TIFF is. And it, it was nominated it. for a lot of Golden Globes. Um, and I would say deservedly. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a comedy, but it, go in knowing that this is a World War II Story. Yeah, it has more place. to it than just a comedy. Yes, you know? it takes place in Germany. Um, comedy is used to frame the story, but in a in a sense, it's a very dramatic mm. story, and it gets very dark. Um, but humor is used. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Yeah. Humor is used in order to sort of um, explore dark topics yeah, for and sure. sort of the dark essence of ourselves. So it's about a little boy who I think he's 10 mm-hmm. um, and all he wants to be is a good Nazi. Yeah. Because, you know, and you have to take this in the historical context. He's growing up in Nazi Germany. Yeah. His father's off fighting um, in the war as far as he knows. Um, and he's surrounded by this propaganda in the Hitler youth. So, you know, when you're 10, you want to be whatever mm-hmm. is the cool thing. And mm-hmm. that's in what Nazi it is. Germany, it's yeah. Hitler. So, yeah. um, Hitler is his imaginary friend, played by, and I was Taiko Taiko Waititi. Yes, who directed who it? Directed and I think wrote. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, and oh my gosh, I can't believe he wasn't nominated for anything. No, he wasn't. He in he gave a great performance, but maybe a little bit too. 
dark for yeah if he's playing hitler i mean he's (laughs) playing hitler in a comedy um but he gave an amazing and in my opinion nuanced performance of hitler in the sense that he played it very comedic but there was parts where it was very dark like you like wow that's hitler yeah um the little boy jojo is played by a young actor who was nominated for golden globe yeah yeah i don't think he was that great oh really Um, I think he the was main young kid. I think he was good. Roman just, Griffin Davis. I think he was good, but I've seen better child actors. And mm. in fact, his he has a little friend in the movie. Yes, he should have been nominated for best supporting he's, actor. He is the new. He's going to be the new Home Alone kid. He was that kid. He's yeah. kind of chubby and British and wears glasses. Yeah. Oh, he was amazing. He stole every scene he was in. He stole the show. Um. So I would say writing was really great. Acting. Hit and miss. Hit or miss. Like, I mean, with ch- children actors, it can be, child yeah. actors can be a little bit difficult. Pretty good supporting cast. I saw Sam Rockwell, Scarlett Johansson. Are they good? Sam Rockwell, like, amazing. Okay. Um, I, as our listeners know, don't particularly care for Scarlett Johansson. Right, you don't, yes. And so, you know when you're watching a movie and you're like, I don't know if I don't like this performance because it's not good. Or I don't know or if I don't if... like this performance because I don't like her or yeah. him. Yes. Um, so I was really divided. Yeah. Um, I think I would have enjoyed it better if it was a different actress, yeah. to be quite frank. There were some really sweet moments between her and her son because she plays the mother. She plays the mom, yeah. Um, but I just find her aggravating. Interesting. Like, okay. I just don't... I don't know. So um, that would be my one of my biggest complaints was, I don't know, I don't really care for Scarlett Johansson. And like every period movie, some people are trying to do German accents. Some people are talking not. a British yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. For the ones who, for um, Sam Rockwell and Rebel Wilson, they were kind of doing almost like cartoony German accents, mm. which in my opinion worked. Okay. Because they also were playing Nazis. Yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell's character is a little bit more ambiguous, but they are playing, like, caricatures, right? Right. So it made sense that they kind of had these silly, like, over-the-top German accents. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then Scarlett Johansson was trying to do, like, a serious German accent. Mm. And I'm kind of like, just just don't do an just accent. Just don't do an accent. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. People are going to forgive non-accents. They the just don't The kids are talking, like, ones. British accents. Yeah, yeah. Like, Who cares? we're okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, beautiful cinematography. It had one of the most realistic historical um sort of invasion scenes that i've seen like the the town i don't want to give anything away but essentially there's a climactic scene and it's almost shocking that they included it in a comedy like the it was like it really showed the brutal and sort of inhumane aspect of war just like the the cost of war like the body count of war, right, like right. the the human, um, the human cost of war, sure. the brutality yeah, of war, yeah. and and it's in a comedy. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, I like when films do that, though. Yeah, they have a lot of nuance. So I I really liked that, and I'm, um, my interest in World War Two is sort of the Eastern Front, um, and so the it was the U.S. and the Russians were invading this town. So anyways, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's well worth a watch. I think not everyone is going to understand the sense of humor. Some people are going to find it too dark. Some people may even find it offensive that, mm. you know, we're poking fun right. at Nazis. This is a serious topic. We shouldn't be laughing. But my in my 
my personal opinion is that if you don't laugh, you cry. So let's use humor well, and, as a... Yeah, and laughter, like humor and laughter is a very well-recognized way to cope with things. And I, I think people are too quick to judge based on how uh, they themselves feel. If you are not the type of person who can can make levity of these situations, then then know that and don't go yeah, into don't the movie, don't it. go see it. But other people, including people who are probably closer to it than the people who are complaining, which is often what happens. Yeah, it is always. Use uh... humor as a way to kind of deal with and mm-hmm. and ex- not necessarily always accept but move forward from something so yeah i think that when i don't know fake outrage is starting to annoy me but it happens people that, get upset like, and angry we're gonna be upset because it's the politically correct thing yes where it's out. like that you should be upset because of how it makes you feel and then take steps to to remedy that for yourself yeah but you can't stop things from existing yeah so overall see it definitely there you go. see it don't, for jojo rabbit don't wait to stream it don't wait to rent it Go go yeah. to the screening room while I'm, it's still there. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm planning my time to go already. So I'm gonna go. And you're only out. gonna hear if you're one of those people that only watch these movies because they're going to be involved in the awards season, then you have this to go a, see yeah. it. Because yeah. we're only gonna hear more and more about it. Yeah. And deservedly. It was yeah. a very good movie. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. There you go. So Jojo Rabbit is a see it from sure. Taylor. Okay, Little Women. We both saw this. I had a good cry watching it. Um I, I, I really love this movie, actually. I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I <laughs> I was a little shy. It's hard, it's, it's hard to, like, it was great. It, that's, the thing, that's the thing is, like, <laughs> and I, I sent out a tweet before going saying, I'm heading out to see Little Women. He said something like, I am prepared, without even seeing it, for this to be the best movie I've seen over the holidays. And it was. Am I? It actually, like, was the – in terms of the new movies, yeah. the, all the ones that came out. Because I, I think I saw four movies that had just been released over mm-hmm. the holidays. And and Little Women was the best of the four. Um, really well-directed. I th- think the adaptation was very good. I don't know the book at all. So the only criticism I have, which I'm, I'm really interested to see what you think about this. I don't know if you – did you read the book? No, my only book? frame of reference is the Winona Ryder one from the 90s. But have you seen it? Yeah. You've seen that. Okay. I've seen that movie. That's how like – so I That's know, how you know it. Yeah, like I know the plot. Okay. The thing that I was a little confused about was is – Was it being not in chronological yeah, order? Yeah, the time jumps because – Okay, so was that not how the movie was? No. Okay, so I, I didn't know if that was the book or the director because I think I get – why I think I get why she did it or we, what she was trying I think she was trying to make a a moment that for readers or if you don't know the story would be like a surprise but most people know like I don't even know Little Women and I knew what was going to happen like I, I yeah. it's so much in our pants should we spoil it I don't know I know I know it's what like happens to it's Gone with the Wind yeah the book has okay been you know what spoiler alert least. if you literally don't know anything about Little Women you're not going to hear this but like you should when Beth dies Beth? Yes. Yeah. When Beth dies, I, I knew that was coming. I know what's coming. So I think she tried to frame it so the scare of her death lined up because it paralleled. Yeah. The they, two the things were happening at once. The scenes, it was when she was sick as a child yes. and then when she was dying. So I as think a... she did it to try to bring a little bit more drama to it or or, or because you already know it's coming to or do something different closure and something different Full to it circle? but I, don't, I don't think it worked like it was the only directorial thing that Greta Gerwig did that I was like what I don't really like I don't you know think what? it was necessary it was a little confusing you know what I was thinking I was, I was thinking wow I hope the DVD gives you an 
option to watch it chronologically. Or, like, I would at least like to hear from her as to why she did that. Because it was a very – it was – I will say it confused me. And there were times where I wasn't 100% sure where I was. And that's bad direction as far Especially as I'm because, concerned. Especially um, because the actresses – so, like, in the book, the like, the – the timeline starts like best supposed to, or I guess it's uh, Amy, Amy, the one who falls through the ice. Yes. It, she's supposed to be like 10 when she falls through the ice. The, but I will say that that was a fantastic performance by Florence Pugh yes. playing oh. Amy. Because like, what? boy, was that gr- like, uh, her, even as she grew up, yeah, I was like, her- you haven't changed physically at all, but I can tell you're older. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. That was one of the great things about the movie was yeah. the performances were great. She All did across it. the board. She was probably my favorite out of the movie. I'm a little bit of an Amy, though, so whatever. Her and, but, her and Saoirse Ronan, I thought, stole the show in terms oh, of, yeah. like, I think it's really about them anyway. It's yeah. about the two of them. But it's Their they dynamics. were fantastic. But so the, so the fact that, you know, they don't – there's, like, a lot of – the story is unfolding over, like – seven to ten years yeah, yeah and you you hired actresses that are all in their mid to late 20s who are supposed to be playing 10 year olds and you're jumping in the yeah, timeline yeah. it's like i don't i don't know yeah it wasn't clear enough i knew yeah. it was i knew it was in the past because amy was wearing two braids yeah and then when amy's grown yes. up her braids are done up in an updo that was the sometimes way. when we review movies i find it like we we struggle like okay who's who's at fault or who's to blame for this yeah. thing we don't like this to me is so crystal clear. This was a Greta Gerwig decision then if it is not in the books and if it's not the way the other movies were. If she's doing this on her own and taking it, I think it was a mistake. As far like, it as I work. know, like correct me if I'm wrong, but I, for listeners who have either read the book or have seen the Winona Ryder version, I'm pretty sure it's in chronological order. So I'm going to have to talk to someone who's actually read the book I because I don't Because it didn't make sense. To me, like – You film a movie out of order because it adds an element of suspense and mystery. So And sometimes you have to for practical reasons. Yeah, and like confusion in a way. So like I think Memento. Yes. Where that movie is completely scattered because the the protagonist is scattered. We're piecing together as the protagonist pieces together. Well there's a point to that. There's nothing to piece together in this. No, and there's no I don't I don't It's a narrative. Just tell it from start to finish. That's why I kinda say like I think I kinda get why she did it, but but she did it only for that one Maybe. I mean, that's the the only thing I can think of is that that storyline paralleling the two became interesting because one ends happy and one's sad. But again, there's no other part part in the movie where I felt like it, the jumping around. It didn't work for me. Because even when near the beginning, when um, Amy was traveling in Europe with her aunt and got so excited to see Lori. Lori. And it was like the first or second time we'd even seen Lori. I was like, who is this guy? Why like, I knew excited? it was Timothy Chalamet, but I'm like, why are we so excited? Like, He's going to be important because it's Timothy. Uh, yeah, I know it's important because it's Timothy <laughs> Chalamet, but that's all I know. And again, I don't think that added anything to it. Um, but again, I did really like this movie. That was just oh, my yeah. one gripe was Literally that my only... Um, I saw it with my future mother-in-law. We both loved it. We walked out of the theater like all puffy-eyed because mm. it does it does hit those emotional marks. Yeah. If yeah. you know the story, um, it, it's very it's it's about relationships between four sisters that are very different but also very similar. Yeah. And of course, there is that one dramatic plot line sure. with Beth. But like 
even knowing what was going to happen, I still cried. Yeah, and you know? it, like, and it, still... that's a testament to the actors. It yeah. was like Lord, and the writing. Laura Dern the... was great in it. Um, I think like you probably could have replaced Emma Watson with anyone, oh, but she did gosh. her job. Yes. I mean, she did it, but you could have replaced her with anyone because she had less to do. That's I think. Like in every movie, yeah. You replace her. With... <laughs> yes, you know, you're not a big fan of her. So I want a little quick little funny thing. I was watching Little Wound. I thought to myself during the movie as it was going along, I was like, you know what? This seems like a movie that Laura Dern would be in. And then she, like, not two seconds later, she walks in as the first time I saw the mom. And then I had the exact opposite when their dad shows up. And it's um, Steve Odenkirk. Just random. From Better Call Saul. And I was literally thinking, like, I wonder if they could. Because I didn't, I don't know the story. I'm like, do they meet the father? Does the father die? Do we see him? And when we finally meet him, I'm like, is that Steve like, Odenkirk? Wah, wah. Why is he in this movie? I couldn't. Bob Odenkirk, not Steve. Bob Odenkirk. And I was just like the exact opposite. Like I was expecting oh, I was... someone else and then it was Bob. He did a great job. I just at he first looked... I was like, what? <laughs> I don't have a lot. Of, like I recognize his face, but like I don't. Better call Saul yeah. and, and that Breaking but Bad and that was he, his stuff. He very much looked like a Civil Wars. Oh, for sure. No. he And, and he had like hey, two lines. He did so a great job. Like, for his two lines, but I was just so for to see a, a name. It was the one name other than maybe Tom Cruise that I wasn't expecting to see. It like, could have been Tom Cruise. Yeah, like, and if it had been Tom Cruise, I would have equally like, why is Tom Cruise? It was the same with Bob Odenkirk. Um, but yeah, overall, I I have to give Little Women a see it. I really did enjoy it. And of the four new movies I saw over the holidays, it was it was without a doubt the best. Yeah. Definitely see it. Shout out to production design. Yeah. Um, great costuming, work. cinematography. It um it was a beautiful movie to yeah. watch. Yeah. Like all like acting aside, just like one of those movies where you could have stopped the audio and just kind of been immersed in the world. And so. if this is the little women for this for like this generation, then great. Very happy. Like yeah. happy with it. We great. don't need one for it's, another twenty. No, years. it's gonna stand the test of time. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wanna talk in the last ten minutes about two things i can't wait to hear your thoughts on cats well and shout out to my future mother-in-law kathy who loved it i have more to say <laughs> okay i have more to say about cats so that's where i'm gonna start yes yeah, she loved it she loved it cats is her favorite musical okay okay so then she gets a pass because she loves the music yes so the- there are lots of people out there who are fans of the musical cats yes. um or fans of the music cats even in the musical theater world a world i come from uh, it's still looked at in like a divis- divisive way where people are like, some people you are like, this is, you yeah, it. you, this is the stupidest idea and the dumbest thing or you love it. So she gets a bit of a pass for me, but <laughs> cats, the movie is by far one of the worst things I've ever seen on in the big screen, like on tele, like on the it's, big screen in the theater. It's posed to lose a hundred million dollars. Well-deserved. Um, the CGI in this movie was unnecessary and awful. So they CG instead of in in the the musical Cats, they they are dressed up like cats, but it's theatrical. We've talked about the differences yeah. between a, a movie and a play or a musical before. There's certain and things the you cost- will accept. The costuming is quite impressive if you've seen Cats live. Yes, and there's certain things you, we've even talked about in casting. There's certain things you'll accept. Um, of people playing different roles on stage that you can't in a movie because they're different mediums. Mm-hmm. Why does nobody understand that? Because theater people don't make the movies. It's movie people who make the music. You know what I'm trying yes, to say? Yes, I get exactly what you're trying to say, and 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 I don't understand. I, st- I don't get it. Just, I don't understand why someone in the room didn't put their hand up and say, uh, Mr. Tom Hooper, director, um, don't do this. 
Wait, it's a Andrew, terrible idea. Was Andrew Lloyd Webber involved? In yeah, that? he helped co-write the song with Taylor Swift that gets shoehorned in. This movie is just a nightmare of weird and nothingness and you can't even describe this movie you have to just watch it but for god's sakes wait to watch it at home if you're gonna watch it but But this movie is the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my entire life and and i've seen cats live and cats live is not weird you accept certain conventions it's not odd yeah it's a little boring it's kind of boring it's a little strange that yeah okay the cats sometimes are on all fours and sometimes they're up and they're singing yes but it's also musical theater in this, this made they tried to make a plot out of this. So they have so Idris Elba plays McCavity. They make him a villain yeah. who captures the cats. There's the, uh, the plot of cats, the plot, quote unquote, of cats is all these cats get together. They're called part of a tribe called the Jellicle Cats. Yeah. They get selected by the oldest cat to basically be reborn to a new life. Kind of go to cat heaven. Die essentially, but yeah. go to cat heaven. Um. So all these cats introduce themselves. As if, oh, I'm the best cat. So here, here's the, and they're all different types of cats, right? So here's the, here's the like uh, kind of playful cat. Here's the fun, jazzy. jazzy cat. Here's the mysterious cat. Here's the cat who like all the other cats love. Like it's all these things. McCavity goes around capturing any cat, really just the famous people, Rebel Wilson's character, anyone who's famous, and sends them on a boat. He's also magic, by the way. So this cat makes them this disappear. This happen in the musical, though, no, is no, it? No, no, no. They end up on a boat, and then they're on the boat, and then he he captures all of them. They escape. He takes Taylor Swift's character and says, you're coming with me, and we never see her again. And then he just gets stuck in, like, a tree, and the movie ends. None of them go to cat heaven? No, they, one gets selected. Still, Kate, Kate Hudson's character, memory, cat, gets not selected. Not Kate Hudson, the other uh, one. The other one. Yeah. Not um, Kate Hudson. Yeah. What's her name? <laughs> um <laughs> The, the good singer, Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer Hudson. Um, this movie is, here's all these like really famous people who, who are just going to suck because it's terrible. We're going to CGI their bodies to a place where the face stays still and the body and the rest of the is moving. And the human, face doesn't move. Human covered in fur. With, with human anatomy. Yeah, the women have. The women have their the cat boobs, which yeah. doesn't make any sense Because a real whatsoever. cat has like six to eight well, yeah, nipples because it's a cat. <laughs> like it doesn't make it's it makes no sense whatsoever. And I just I came out of this movie thinking like, okay. And I brought someone with me who has never seen or heard of Cats the Musical. So two different people's opinions. One from and and that person still walked out being like, what the hell is this? I'm pretty sure her exact words were, what did I just watch? I came out of it being like, okay, I get where they like where this came from, but still, Didn't what? Work. Didn't work in any way. It's terrible. But I will say people who are out there are wrong about like th- this not having the musical as a reference. I think that's kind of – you should. You shouldn't really see this and like poo-poo it without – seeing the musical and then poo-pooing it because then you're poo-pooing it for the wrong reasons because I don't find it weird that they're singing and dancing which a lot of the reviews are talking about like, what's weird is yeah what's weird is the approach why didn't you just do cats with costuming yeah like why didn't they you know the the NBC things that are really popular right sure. now where they're doing the live yeah I don't like those but sure but, but like, a good quality along, version of yeah, that yeah like along the lines a, a good, of... exactly a good quality ver- the best musicals that have gone to movies are things like Chicago even like maybe Hairspray where it's like we're just going to costume it make it kind of look like a really high budget production of that musical 
I don't understand what the purpose of putting this cast together was. It was weird. The perform, even the performances were not particularly good. Like Jennifer Hudson, I was talking about, she's a great singer, but she started at emotion level ten, and when you start at emotion level ten, you have nowhere to go, so you're Bad just like crying the whole time. Exactly. Um, and there's one. I no, this is inappropriate. I'll say it to you later. Um, not <laughs> for our. Yeah, I just remembered who our listeners are. Um, but this movie, I think, is just. It's not really worth anything. I don't think we're going to remember it in a year. It's definitely a skip it. But Cats is weird, the weirdest thing ever. If you're curious, you should watch it. But do it at Probably home. Don't spend the dollar on it. You stream it. You get some chips. Make fun yeah. of it with friends. Yeah. It's Two quick terrible. things that I want to mention about yes. it. Um, one, the size of the cats. Oh, it's very, very inconsistent. inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Sometimes they're the size of mice. Other times they're the size of humans. Or it makes no sense. Bigger. There's no- <laughs> Two. I read an article that the CGI was so bad they had to they're re-releasing it in theaters with better. They CGI. they are. That's why I ran to the theater to see it beforehand. You wanted to see the bad. Well, I wanted CGI? I wanted to see what the people went. Yep, this is good. Putting it in there because what now you're realizing it's bad CGI. Like, like how could you not there was know? Like parts where like it was unfinished. Like cats were missing fur. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. Oh no, it was awful. It was <laughs> it was a poorly it was a poorly done movie that was lazy. It was a lazily done movie. Where you can sometimes forgive it because you're like, oh, it's going to make a lot of money. It didn't make it a didn't lot of make money. any money. It won't make a lot of money. Um, we're almost out of time, and I just want to say something really quickly. The Rise of Skywalker was a very disappointing movie for me, um, being I'm a huge Star Wars not fan. Good yeah, a lot of the people I went with, we went with a big group, like the mixed. I think I probably again probably liked it the least out of the group. And and hey, there's a lot of there was a lot of good things in this movie, but I think this movie suffered from a very similar thing that the final season of Game of Thrones suffered from, where everything on paper I agreed with happening. I'm not going to disagree with the things that happened. They all make sense. They, they're they good progressions for the character. I will quick shout out Adam Driver. Phenomenal performance in this movie. Phenomenal. I'm liking him as an actor more and more, and I just want to see everything I the guy's he's in. Great. He's amazing. But I, it was so rushed and poorly executed. I think they, they ran out of time. They didn't know where to go with it. They didn't plan anything out. And I think they made a big mistake. And J.J. Abrams, the director, has apologized publicly, Ooh. which is huge. And again, I... I'm a super fan of of Star Wars. I, I will probably go see it one more time. I only saw it once. Normally I see these things. Unusual for yeah. you. I probably will see it in theaters one more time just because, it, you know, I think I think I should and I, I want to see it again. But honestly, it was a skip it for me. It, it, it's a little better than the prequel movies, but it was a big disappointment for me. And I'm, I'm really disappointed with how this entire thing was handled and what seems to be able to sneak through the cracks because they think well we'll make money and it's not making the amount of money they wanted it to so i'm hoping studios will still start to learn that a good movie will make you money quick um question my coworker, his summary of the movie was that he felt like um they introduced plot points in movie two that kind of led to dead ends or yes. bad mm-hmm. bad decisions. And now the third movie has to sort of backtrack the yeah. mistakes they made in the second movie. And that's why the plot was not great because this, they're making yes. up for mistakes in movie two. The second movie was directed by Ryan Johnson. The first movie and this third one were directed by J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams was not supposed to direct Rise of Skywalker. They fired the other director. His name was Colin Trevorrow. He did the um, latest Jurassic World movie mm-hmm. and they fired him after that. Um, so yeah, J.J. Abrams introduced things that should have been in a second movie into this third movie. So this movie was two movies squeezed into one. Got it. And it was quickly was plot like, point. Quick, 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 quick. Yes. The, the second movie. It was very clear that there was done. almost nothing that happened in that second movie. 
that paid off in the third one. Now, the exception being, I think the Kylo Ren and Ray relationships with Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver's character paid off well in the end. I think both of those two are phenomenal performers, young actors who have brilliant careers ahead of them. That is the one good thing about all three movies. I think their projection is great, and that's the biggest positive out of the movie, but you... I think your coworkers are 100% correct. All right, Seth, you heard it here. You're right. Yeah, 100% <laughs> correct. Plot points that didn't pay off. Um, big disappointment. So to me, Cats is a skip it. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is a skip it. But Little Women is still a see it. It was and definitely the best movie. Jojo Rabbit. And Jojo Rabbit. It. Yeah, see it as well. So thank you, everyone. A couple extra minutes on this episode. Ah. Hey, good for you. Um, <laughs> congratulations to getting a little bit more of us. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with who knows what. Go see some movies.